You're listening to the Sunday Session Podcast with Francesca Rudkin from Newstalk ZB. Son of former Silver Fern, the late Margaret Forsyth, is on a mission and it's a bit of a wild one. John Nabbs lost both his parents to cancer within 16 months of each other. He's now running 8,000 kilometres across Canada to raise money for child cancer research and support services. John is just over halfway through his journey. He joins me now. Good morning, John. Thanks for being with us. Where are you at the moment? Hi, Francesca. Thank you so much. I am so delighted to say that as of yesterday, I am now in Manitoba. So what does that mean? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, sorry, sorry. So for a bit of context, that means... um, I'm in, I have finished off five provinces out of the nine that I'll be running through on this journey across Canada. Uh, it means, more importantly, Ontario, the big beast of a province longer than New Zealand, 2,400 k's, it means I've finished it and I'm heading west. So I'm now into Manitoba, which by comparison, it's this long, skinny province, only 490 k's to get across Manitoba. So it's sort of, by comparison, it's like, man, you know, I'm expecting to to be through Manitoba into Saskatchewan next Sunday. So um, I've it's literally taken me 90 days of running about 45 to 50 k's a day with, with rest days to get through Ontario. Um, uh, when I crossed the border yesterday, it was, you know, such a hard slog. I, I was like a kid at Christmas finally making it here into Manitoba. And, you know, this this also represents the start of the, the Great Canadian Prairies. It's now flat. Um, and I'm expecting... In about, once I finish talking to you and carry on with my run this afternoon, I'll be, um, I'm expecting I'm going to see my last tree for about the next 1500k until I get to the Rocky Mountains because it's just into the prairies and there's nothing. Crazy. So are you feeling like you've broken the back of it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the on, Ontario is just this big sort of... Um, I don't know. It feels like the the hardest part, and um, and not only is it long, but it also includes the Lake Superior stretch, which is hilly. It's rugged. It's wild. Um, there probably shouldn't really be a road through there by all rights, but they've they've managed to make one. But um, you know, I would have these these hilly periods where it was you know you go past one building, you got fifty k of snowy highway and trees and animals, and then you've got the second building, and that second building might be a lock farm shed you know there's nothing and um and so i've thankfully i've got through that stretch and um it's there there is still about two thousand three or oh, five five hundred k's to go but it's straight it's flat and um there's, there's there will be about one thousand k's at the end where there's the rocky mountains to get through but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it to answer your question really starting to feel like this big challenge might actually have an end in sight not too far away in the future. Very exciting. So look, only seven people in history have done this journey, no New Zealanders. Setting out, was this daunting? I mean, I mean how did this journey also come about? Yeah, that's right. Um, I actually got my numbers wrong when I was doing my research. I think, you know, having vetted those numbers a bit, I think it's actually four people have done it. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, it's probably for good reason. Um, it's pretty crazy. Um, um, so, as your question, what you know, how did this come about? Um, 
you know, I, I lost both my folks a couple of years ago to cancer. Dad was 2020 with skin cancer and mum was 2021, just sort of 16 months later to bowel cancer. And um, uh, I I just, after, you know, I had always heard about the Tauraroa Trail in New Zealand and it was just this dream to go and walk it. But it was probably just that, just a dream. And, and um, I even sat down and, and planned myself out a little itinerary to go and do it a couple of times back, you know, five or six years ago. But it was, it was you know, when after mum died, the penny dropped. It was just like, you know, this can happen. That mum, you know, people can just pass. And, mm. and that's going to happen to me too. There's no guaranteeing. No, I could die tomorrow. And I just, it was the simplest decision I've ever made. I just remember sitting there thinking, why on earth am I not walking the Tearoa Trail right now? And there was no answer to that question. And um, so I went and did it. And it was the most beautiful experience of my life. And um, and I remember afterwards thinking I wanted to continue with that lifestyle, with with having that wonderful effect on people that I saw on the Tearoa Trail, which was, you know would come out of the mountains and stuff down into town to, to resupply. And you just get chatting with people in the line at the Foursquare or whatever. And and you just see how much it just enlivened people to hear about that someone was actually doing this, you know, walking the length of New Zealand. And and I thought, man, rather than I wanted to have that effect, I wanted to continue to be able to bring that lovely light to people. And um, and and I remember thinking, well, rather than just having that effect scattershot and random, what if you were to be more deliberate about it? And um, and also if you ramp it up, rather than walking three thousand k's, what if you try and run eight thousand? And um, and then I remember thinking, well, who who if you were to really try and be specific about where you are directing that energy, um, I just remember thinking back to that feeling I had when when Dad got his diagnosis and when Mum got hers, and just how it sort of just sucks the life out of the family, and it just feels like you've been kicked in the guts. And I thought, you know, if there's anyone that needs that that uplift, it's people that have just had the news of a diagnosis in the family. And it's, you know, it's kids themselves. So that's, um, so I thought, you know, let's do it. Um, Canada, largest peaceful country on the planet. Um, big old challenge. No Kiwi's ever done it before. Don't know if I can do it, but it scares the bejeebas out of me. So I'll go and, you know, excites me at the same time. I'll see if I can give it a go and, and do it for a wonderful cause. And you are, you're raising money uh, as you go for child cancer and you're also visiting children with cancer along the way. Is it those visits which are keeping you going, John? Yeah, they they buoy me like nothing else. It's um, it's the the days are pretty long and lonely and sore when you're out running on the highway. There's lots of tendonitis and and lots of just logistics and execution. It's all discipline and all that sort of thing. And then um, and then you do the hospital visits. You go into the cancer wards where the kids are getting chemo and stuff, and it just it just takes you to another place. It 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 just makes you so happy and proud to be of service and 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 makes it feel like what you're doing out here on the road is actually meaningful and um and in that moment it makes you know the pain and, and none of the logistics or the you know the responsibility whatever it, it it's almost you know it's a joy to have those things it's 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 it, it's a joy to have that specific form of struggle when um when when you see the benefit that it brings what do you think your mum would think of all this? I think she'd be very proud. I think she um, would. Yeah. 
yeah, no, she introduced me to my love of exercise, and it, it's very much an element of 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 how I go about my life. You're not, you know, even before doing this adventure, um, and I think that's one of the biggest gifts she's given me. Um, oh, she gave me she gave me a great many gifts, but mm. that's um, it's yeah, I'm I'm so thankful to her to the life she lived and and um, and that she's introduced me to this and and you know quite quite directly led me to now being in the situation where I'm able to to do this work that means so much to me. Oh, John, look, it's been a delight to talk to you. I wish you all the best. Please take care. And we look forward to hearing you, you know, when you've finished this journey. Thank you so much, Francesca. It's, uh, it's, I'm really grateful to be on. And, and thank you so much for using your capabilities to help spread the word. It's, 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 it's wonderful. No worries at all. That was John Nabs. He is currently running his way across Canada. He has currently raised $27,000. So far, his target is 60000 He thinks he will be on the road until probably about New Year with his pushchair, which has been called Shania. Shania got attacked by a bear, by the way. But the beautiful people of Canada managed to replace everything that was um, destroyed by the bear. He was okay. Uh, It's quite an adventure. And if you would like to follow John's adventure, a link to his fundraising page. It's up on our Facebook page, the Sunday session with Francesca Rudkin. You can also just Google John Nabs and Child Cancer and you'll be able to follow this incredible adventure. For more from the Sunday session with Francesca Rudkin, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9am Sunday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.